You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Once again, to uh, um, Game Changers Clinical Conversations, I'm your host, Jeff Wall, um, and welcome once again to our semi-rapid review of issues of pharmacotherapy, including, you know, the latest things on medications, the latest things on on, uh, new trials that have come out, guidelines, uh, things from the FDA. I mean, really, it's it's, it's like kind of the uh, Game Changers talks at uh, the... uh, Midwest Expo that, that, that this is based on. We really kind of take just about anything. And so uh, today we're going to talk about uh, vitamin D. Um, and uh, I really want to hone in on a particular piece. Uh, those of you who have heard these previous podcasts know that I'm trying really hard not to make this a 24-7 COVID podcast, which is pretty difficult because that's just it's all everybody can think about and talk about. It's certainly what 85% of the studies that I'm reading or, or, or pieces in, in medical journals I'm reading is about. But there is a world of medicine that goes beyond that. So we are going to talk about other things besides COVID. And here was an area where I thought we could kind of do a kind of interesting intersection because um, you know, uh, vitamin D is an issue that all pharmacists have to deal with and get asked questions about all the time and things along those lines. But of course, there's been this 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 thought that um, and and some uh, associate of studies that have suggested that low vitamin D levels are associated with either an increased risk of the, of getting COVID or worse morbidity and mortality once you get it. And there's actually been now two or three studies. And, and again, they're all kind of the same level of, of, of evidence where they're, they're doing population-based studies and retrospective cohort studies to try and, 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 and remove uh, confounders and bias, but there's no real way to remove all of that. And so, you know, that has led to, as you might imagine, a lot of the lay public uh, kind of going crazy and, and, and buying tons of vitamin D and, and using tons of vitamin D. Um, and so my, my piece of this today is not to talk about the efficacy of, of, of vitamin D and either preventing or, 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 or mitigating the effects of COVID, because um, that could be a whole talk in and of itself. What I wanted to take kind of a step back and talk a little bit about is, is vitamin D toxicity and really what it is and what it isn't, because certainly um, I've seen a lot of uh, confusion and I think some, some, some misunderstanding uh, among a lot of physicians I work with um, and, and some of the pharmacists. I work with, and and certainly I get you know my fair share of questions and all this sort of stuff. So it 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 is something that I think is pretty common. Something I think most pharmacists get questions about is well, you know, how much vitamin D should I take, you know, and and things like that. Um, in reference to the COVID uh, epidemic, um, the, the many large health organizations, including the national uh, the National Health System of the United Kingdom and several European organizations, have you know have really kind of come out and said, look, <clears throat> yes, there might be this association with low vitamin D and either developing COVID or, or having some more severe symptoms, but we are not recommending that patients, you know, really receive any more than their recommended daily allowance of, of, of vitamin D. So in other words, you know, don't, 
don't pull a don't pull a, a a fish tank cleaner episode where you go to the store and buy you know five bottles of vitamin D and are downing an entire bottle every day. That's that's not a good idea. And so, um, and so, like I said, I think there's an intersection there that that's kind of important for pharmacists and it's important to talk about. You know, how do we replete people with vitamin D deficiency and what levels are we trying to shoot for and what happens if you kind of go over that, right? Um, the reason I'm a little bit I'm a little bit leery about using vitamin D as a treatment for 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 a COVID or a preventative for COVID is only because uh, in the last 10 years or so, you know, we've certainly seen a plethora of studies come out very similar to these studies looking at at, at COVID in, in 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 vitamin D that suggest that there's an association with low vitamin D levels and a whole host of negative health outcomes, including diabetes and heart disease and cancer and all this other stuff and and. And, you know, one of the one of the things we all know, of course, is that is that association is not causation. Just because someone has a low vitamin D level and they uh, get cancer doesn't mean the low vitamin D level caused their cancer. And so, uh, you know, really the only way to really, really find out if 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 there's a causation example is usually to do in, in the world of medicine to do randomized controlled trials. And so we would actually have to do a study where we randomized patients to receive vitamin D versus not receiving vitamin D and measure their levels and then go forward in time to see if they if the people who are, who have vitamin D are less likely to get for example cancer or heart disease and so far the the evidence that uh, we haven't done a ton of those studies but the studies that have been done has has not corroborated that association has not shown that increasing vitamin D levels you know decrease your risk of, of cancers across the board or heart disease or things like that so again that doesn't mean that there's not a relationship and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't take your RDA of vitamin D but um, um, it it, 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 again, you know, saying, hey, you know, I, you know, I should take, you know, you know, I'm low on vitamin D, so I better take a bottle of this stuff every day is probably not only not helpful, but is, is, is probably harmful. And so um, that's that's what we're going to focus on today. It's estimated that up to one billion people worldwide are, are either deficient or insufficient in vitamin D. And the answer, of course, is for that is simple. It's just we don't go outside anymore. And so when when you work inside all day long, um, that decreases the, 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 your, the sunlight's ability to transform the vitamin D in your bloodstream into the active form. Uh, also, if you take a look at studies, uh, you, uh, the, the um, uh, ingestion of food products that are very high in vitamin D, milk, mostly milk-baked products, has declined across the board worldwide um, in, in the last in the last 50 years. And so uh, those things together have kind of contributed to this, you know, general thought that especially uh, Western countries, um, um, people are, are, are vitamin D deficient. And so there's been, you know, numerous uh, attempts to try and take a look and say, well, what's, what's, if that's the case, you know, what are we trying to do here? What's a normal vitamin D level? And in my laboratory here at Methodist and in many other laboratories, the normal rate is really anything above, you know, 20 to 25. Um, there have been many experts and endocrinologists who have long argued that level's too low and that we really should be shooting for levels of more kind of 30 to 50. Um, and so, uh, the, you know, that's somewhat of a controversy. I think most of the physicians I work with, most prescribers I work with, um, um, do believe that that levels targeting around 30 is probably the reasonable thing to do. Uh, that in and it itself has some controversy because, of course, what, what we usually measure um, uh, when we're measuring vitamin many levels is, is the 25-hydroxy vitamin D, right, uh, which uh, has to be converted into its active form. And so uh, in patients, especially who have kidney problems or liver problems, they may uh, lack the ability to, to, to activate 25-hydroxy uh, uh, um, vitamin D into its active form. 
And so, you know, you know, things are going to get confusing when, you know, we don't even really know what the right, uh, right test we should be ordering is. And we're not even really sure what the, what the normal level is, you know? And so, um, um, we also know that 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 uh, um, uh, in the United States, certainly uh, African Americans and people of Hispanic descent also had generally have lower uh, twenty five hydroxy vitamin D levels. There's some thought that 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 uh, uh, there may be some genetic uh, uh, differentiations between uh, uh, Caucasians, African Americans, and, and and people of Hispanic descent in their amount of vitamin D binding protein. Which actually transports vitamin vitamin D metabolites into the serum, and 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 so there, that might explain some of that difference. But 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 the bottom line is that you know um, I suspect most of the people who are listening to this, you know, all three of you, <laughs> hopefully there's more. Um, uh, you know, if if you're not currently taking vitamin D or you're not someone who really likes to go outside a lot and drink a lot of milk, you, there's a very good chance you have, you have vitamin D deficiency. So, you know, the the guidelines you know in the United States have, have long said that you know most people. Should should be, you know, trying to get, you know, around 400 IU's to, you know, of, of vitamin D a day, if possible, through their diet. Uh, as, as women in particular become postmenopausal, that can go up to 800 uh, IU's uh, again, because uh, we know that vitamin D has a has a crucial role in in, in calcium absorption, and that if if uh, if you're not getting vitamin D, you're not absorbing calcium, and those patients obviously are at increased risk for for uh, uh, osteoporotic, osteoporotic fracture. And so there was a paper uh, that came out. Um, um, a few years back, uh, um, that, that took a look at, at basically randomizing patients uh, um, who are postmenopausal women into a one-year study, and it was a, a study that was done in thirds. And many of you may have read this study, where one-third patients got placebo, one-third got the 800 units of vitamin D a day, and one-third got uh, um, uh, high, high, much higher doses of vitamin D, um, and and found that the the, the higher doses did um, in, uh, rapidly get uh, 25 hydroxy levels above that 30 point that everyone kind of agrees is right. But then they also found that over the course of, of, of the end of the year, even people who just got the 800 units a day also pretty rapidly, you know, uh, uh, rapidly uh, uh, um, got their levels up. It just, you know, it, it didn't, it didn't do, it didn't happen as quick, but by the end of the year, both groups had, had levels that were above 30. So I think in many cases, you know, there's, there's probably no need to, to blast people with vitamin, vitamin D. Um, a lot of times my physicians will, will, um, uh, prescribe the the uh, ten thousand or twenty five thousand unit uh, uh, gel caps, the the green ones that I'm sure many of the pharmacists listening are, you know have, have a hard time because they roll around on the on the on the dispensing uh, uh, box and you're trying to flip them into the in, in, into the bin so you can put them in. And I've, I've always heard that's kind of difficult to do with those, um, but you know uh, so so a lot of times they'll prescribe you know those you know basically twenty five thousand units twice a week or once a week in an, in an effort to rapidly increase. Uh, vitamin D levels, and I think what the study kind of shows is that that's fine. You probably will get the numbers up, but if if you're in no tremendous hurry, really by the end of the year, someone who's just is is pretty good about taking vitamin D every day will will will, will pretty rapidly get get those levels up above 30. So what if you had someone who you know came to you and said you know hey you know Mr. Pharmacist, Mrs. Pharmacist, Ms. Pharmacist, I'm I've been going to GNC and the high school dropout behind the counter there who's I've been going to for all my my herbal questions said that it was perfectly fine for me to take you know uh, all the vitamin D I wanted and I couldn't possibly get sick from it you know and so I've been taking you know five thousand 
you know, units or 10,000 units a day of, of vitamin D. I suspect that many of you have probably had those questions thrown at you. Um, you know, so, at, you know, at, at, what do we have to worry about in people who are, who are taking mega doses of vitamin D? Um, I, like you, I was probably, I was taught when I was in my training that because vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin, uh, that there is the potential for toxicity. Whereas with water soluble vitamins, since your body just basically, you, you just basically urinate out anything that your body doesn't need. It's, it's pretty difficult to become toxic on water soluble vitamins, but fat soluble vitamins like an, like AD and K, you certainly can. Um, it's interesting to note that, that, um, when we have looked at uh, cases of people who have developed um, um, uh, acute vitamin D toxicity, so again, you know, people who have been, you know, swallowing an entire bottle of the stuff, um, um, you know, over over a period of time, uh, we found some interesting things. And 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 well, one of the things we found was that the that that the doses that were being taken to 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 achieve this uh, has just been have been incredible. And so, I mean, you know, we are kind of talking people who are literally, you know, swallowing, you know, you know, bottles and bottles of the stuff acutely for the course of weeks or months. So, um, you know, uh, I pulled a paper that kind of reviewed, you know, several uh, reports of acute vitamin D toxicity and basically found that, that, that most of these patients had levels well above 50. And in fact, most of them were levels well above 100 and 150. And, and um, they found that, you know, in reality, acute toxicity uh, was almost unheard of even at levels above 50 and really you didn't start to get symptoms of toxicity until levels were above uh, 100 so uh, in these case reports that they had you know uh, 25 hydroxy serum levels really had to be above 50 before you got anything even mild toxicity and above 100 before you actually started to get you know serious toxicity and so I, I think what we can kind of take from that is that um, the person who is taking you know 800 units, 1,000 units, even 2,000 units a day um, are, are probably are, are pretty unlikely to, 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 to get vitamin D, 25-hydroxy vitamin D levels above that. And so it's, it's, it's probably going to be pretty difficult for them to develop acute toxicity from, from taking vitamin D. So if you had a patient come to you and say, yeah, I've been taking 1,000 a day. I know I'm supposed to take 400, but I'm taking 1,000 a day of, of, of vitamin D. Is that okay? I mean, I think the first thing we have to ask is, well, why are you taking it? Um, but but if if the reason they're taking it is you know general health or they just feel like you know their their doctor told them their prescriber told them their levels were low that's probably fine and I don't think you're you're likely to see too much toxicity from people who are taking a thousand a day people are even taking two thousand a day but I think when you start to pass those levels I think that's when 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 the reports of toxicity really st really start start to start to show um, and the the case reports that I pulled I mean these people were were, were taking you know somewhere on 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 the row of, of again, usually between 50 and 100,000 units uh, daily. And so uh, that's obviously going to shoot your vitamin D level super duper high, and that's going to get you into trouble. So then the next question is, well, okay, well, so what? I mean, so your vitamin D levels are high. What does that actually cause? And because vitamin D is directly involved with, with, uh, with calcium, um, you might expect calcium absorption, you might expect that people with high vitamin D levels get hypercalcemia. And so that's really the big 
uh, uh, toxicity that you're going to see with 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 uh, with uh, uh, vitamin D toxicity is basically super high calcium levels too. And so, you know, kind of the classic symptoms of acute hypercalcemia. I was always taught, um, and you guys probably were too, uh, the, the mnemonic uh, bone stones, moans, and groans. Right? Bone stones, moans, and groans are the big side effects of of of, of hypercalcemia. So, um, um, uh, bones where they get bone pain and 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 uh, um, uh, things like that. Stones, they get really bad kidney stones, and they get acute kidney injury from 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 kidney stones. Uh, moans because they have they get abdominal pain and constipation is actually very very uh, common with 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 uh, um, uh, severe hypercalcemia, and that can uh, that could lead to to uh, uh, you know even bowel obstructions things like that. And then moans there's actually neuropsychiatric things they can actually hallucinate and 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 have paranoia and and have psychotic breaks and things along those lines. So you know bone stones moans and groans are really the, the features that you're going to see of, of, of vitamin D toxicity. Um, and, um, and, and as I said, you know, these, in the reports where they've actually seen this, um, um, the levels, uh, you know, at a minimum are 50, but really are, are, are much more in the hundred to 150 range. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why, why, um, um, uh, levels above hundred are kind of, they, they're kind of the official definition of hypervitamintosis D, um, and, and levels above 150 have been uh, proposed, uh, to be to define vitamin D intoxication. So, um, you know, again, the average person is not going to be doing this, and we certainly certainly should be counseling our patients that no, take you know, you know, in, in general, a good rule of thumb for your life is that taking a whole bottle of anything at one time is probably not a good idea. There's 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 very few cases I can think of where swallowing a whole bottle of pills at one time for anything is probably a good idea. And so this is this is definitely definitely falls into that general life rule of thumb that you've got going on there. Um, but those patients that come to you and say, you know, well, you know, I just saw this on the news and now I'm kind of scared because I've been taking a thousand a day or I was told to take a thousand a day or two thousand a day again the the odds of them uh, uh, developing uh, you know vitamin D toxicity is actually going to be very very low and I mean certainly I would follow up with them and say well you know who told you this I mean was it you know dr. Oz or somebody or I mean was it somebody you know who actually knows what they're talking about um, you know and 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 uh, uh, you know is 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 is, uh, is is it someone who you know who's following you is it some person who just said, yeah, go ahead and do this. And I'm never going to see you again. Is it your primary care physician who said, yeah, this is a good idea. And I'm going to follow up with vitamin D levels and check you for toxicity. Then that's all I think perfectly fine. Um, I, um, again, I think the question you kind of have to ask patients is, you know, why are you taking a thousand or 2000, you know, uh, units of vitamin D a day? And is it just, well, I heard that it's good for you. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, we, we all should get our, 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 our vitamin D, you know, we should get our daily vitamin D. It's a vitamin we need to live. But I think it's also important as pharmacists for us to, to, to kind of, you know, clear the air because as I've said, there's, there's been lots of, 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 of claims about what vitamin D can do, uh, in the lay media. Um, and, and those claims are based again, largely on these retrospective studies that have shown an association of, of, of vitamin D uh, with, uh, uh, with low vitamin D levels with a lot of, of, of illness and, and disease. And, uh, you know, everyone just kind of makes the correlation. Well, if I just get my vitamin D fixed, I'm not going to get any of that stuff. And again, I think it's important to tell patients that, you know, with the exception of osteoporosis, 
and maybe, and there's a big maybe there, uh, falls in the elderly. Uh, there was one study that suggested that, that falls in the elderly uh, were decreased in a randomized control trial in patients who received vitamin D versus, versus uh, placebo. But that study, uh, was uh, another study has not been able to, to, to corroborate those findings. So, you know, I think at a minimum, yes, for, for to prevent bone health and things along those lines, yeah, that's a great idea. But just generally taking vitamin D because you want to, is it helping you? Who knows? If you can afford to take it, I guess that's fine. Um, but but I think I think as pharmacists, we we do need to do a good job of of of, of clearing the air about what vitamin D has been shown to do and hasn't been shown to do. And I think with with COVID, I think you know that's that's the kind of the wrap up is that that we should be telling patients, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some evidence that suggests that 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 people have low vitamin D levels. That 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 there's an association there with with uh, either getting COVID or 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 um, uh, having more severe symptoms, but we don't know that that's the cause. Maybe they have some other issue that's the actual cause of them being more likely, and vitamin D is just a marker for it. So I think that's something that, that, that we need to be clear with and, and tell our patients, yes, you know, you should be getting your recommended daily allowance, but, but you know, you are not going to be protected based on the data we have now. You are not going to be protected from COVID by swallowing a whole bottle of this stuff every day. And there is toxicity. It's a safe uh, medication as those things go, but there is toxicity that I, I think we sometimes forget about with vitamin D. So, so that, that's kind of that. Um, as always, I want to, to remind you that, that CE Impact uh, is, uh, is the sponsor of the show. And uh, CE Impact has a, has a tremendous number of great uh, um, uh, um, CE uh, packages and, and offerings for you. Uh, that includes this, of course, as well as, as the Q Friday uh, uh, um, uh, kind of journal clubs that they have and all sorts of other uh, great, great ways for pharmacists to kind of keep up on stuff as well as getting your CE uh, where it needs to be. So, uh, we can certainly talk about that, and, and a word from CEI is coming up here. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast Nation, are you tired of searching for meaningful CE? CE Impact brings learning to you through a continuing education subscription service. That's right, no more searching. It comes directly to your inbox, and it's really good. Subscribe today at ceimpact.com. To receive a hot topic CE course on the first of every month. You'll also receive bonus content and tools to implement your learning. Plus, participate in a live journal club continuing education on the second Wednesday of every month to keep up on evidence-based information. If you want to keep searching for good CE, you might or might not find it, and you'll waste a lot of time searching. Or you can sign up today to get CE Impact's subscription service and have all the CE you need when you need it. It's that easy. Once again, go to ceimpact.com and sign up for the subscription service. Don't waste another minute. ceimpact.com. Let the learning come to you. So bottom line is, um, you know, vitamin D is good. We should all get vitamin D. We should probably all go outside a little more than we probably do. Um, I think that, that, that pharmacists play a really, really good role, especially because vitamin D is over the counter in, in, you know, telling patients the good and the bad of vitamin D. Yes, we need it. We have to have it. If you don't think you're getting it from your diet and from going out, then it's certainly reasonable to, 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 uh, uh, take supplements to, to, to get the levels up to that 30 range 
range that most people agree is, is probably the range you need to be. If people take more than that because they personally feel that they uh, it helps them or they've had a healthcare professional tell them that more is, is better, I don't think there's a lot of data to support that, but I think you can have some uh, uh, you know, consolation in the fact that, that uh, levels uh, that are associated with toxicity are actually much higher than the levels we associate with, with, with you know, okay vitamin D levels, and that patients just need to watch for that kind of bone stones, moans, and groans that we talked about previously. So that wraps it up for this week's uh, um, clinical conversations. Again, you know, please, uh, you know, hope you like us. Uh, tell your friends, tell uh, anyone you know. Uh, feel free to, to subscribe to us any place you subscribe to your podcasts and make us a part of, of your weekly listening and make us part of, of, of your strategy to get CE because I think it's a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, next couple of weeks, we are going to have some, some guest stars. You won't have to hear me blathering on entirely, so that'll be good. And until then, uh, this is Jeff Wall uh, reminding you that time flies. We don't know where it's going, but today is the most important day. Thank you very much.